0: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now, stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Uh, hey, good morning, everybody, and um, welcome to Keep Left. On. I need to put the headphones I think. Um Is that better? You go on. Can you, go for it. Yeah, I don't. I can't actually hear myself in the headphones. does not matter, Go on. You um, You're recording. Okay. Well, I'm sure I'm recording. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, this is John Lafferty here, and I'm doing paneling for today, so I'm a little bit nervous and just uh, finding my way. Oh, here we go. It's loud. Go, go. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, a little bit loud though. But um, got Chris Gaffney with me, with me, and um, Chris is going to start off speaking about his subject.
1: All right, good morning, listeners. Uh, no, John, we're doing, I won't be here next week, so we're training John at the same time. Um, Just see if you get some help. All right, forums, anyway, I okay. want uh, well, an Australian Tax Office report uh, issued last month on corporate tax transparency showed that uh, of the 1,539 of the country's biggest firms with a turnover of $1.6 trillion paid only $39 billion in company tax. That is about 2.5% of the collective turnover. Now, remember that companies uh, are meant to pay up to 30% t- taxation. Two two uh, 2.5% is woefully inadequate. 579 of the companies, that is 38% of the companies, didn't pay any tax at all. Another 277 paid 1% tax 170 paid 2% 119 paid 3% just 172 paid 5% or more 5% their tax limit is meant to be is meant to be 30 and here the vast majority pay nothing of that the 579 firms 579 firms that pay no tax at all had a combined turnover of 45 and $405 billion uh, and taxable incomes before various write-offs of $4 billion. Officially, the corporate rate, as I say, stands at 30%. Remember, that's a dramatic reduction from the 49% it used to be in 1986 when the Labor government began the process of systematically lowering the company rate. Nevertheless, the largest companies, 554 Australian and 985 foreign-owned paid far less than this. But the situation, in fact, this was a report designed to make it look like the government was doing something about corporate tax evasion. Mm. But in fact, the situation is much, much worse. In fact, the report is limited to entities that have an annual turnover of 100 million or more. Uh, 300 large private companies not linked to the st- stock exchange weren't included in the survey. And, of course, beyond that, there are 1.1 million companies in Australia. So we're getting a very edited, selective picture. Secondly, <coughs> the data in the port is basically, mostly based on information supplied to the tax office by the firms themselves. yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: their massive team of... Uh, and their massive team of accountants, well, exactly. Yeah.
1: The report's release was an attempt to provide a veneer of fairness, a pretense of taking action against corporate tax avoidance as part of the tax reform agenda demanded by business, business. In reality, the central thrust of this agenda is to shift even more of the burden of tax onto the backs of the working class, including increasing and extending the scope of the regressive 10% goods and services tax. And it's outrageous to me that in a situation when companies are blatantly not paying their tax, and what seems to me, neither the Liberal government nor the Labor Labor Party no. are remotely embarrassed no. about this or intend on doing any ser- anything serious about. Because... This is an international phenomenon, mm. and they're all, they're in the throes, these governments, Liberal and Labour, are in the throes of big business.
0: And they won't get anyone near political power if they were to challenge this. Absolutely, absolutely. Turnbull's national government and the opposition have committed themselves,
1: this is unbelievable, to cutting the corporate tax even further, with a 25% rate as soon as possible. So that from Labor's heyday, when the company tax rate was 49% maximum, well, it's now halved. It will now be halved. The the process is being driven by ever lower business tax globally as governments compete to attract investment by satisfying the demands of the financial elite. And that's one advantage that capital has over Labor. Capital is international. Mm -hmm. They can withdraw money at at the the, uh, press of a button... Um, but workers can't offer their service overseas. Labour is extremely restricted where it goes. Despite its serious limitations, the taxation reports shed some light on how companies evade tax by a variety of schemes. These include orchestrating losses, writing off the previous year's losses, and using franking credits that offset tax liability against the dividends paid. Then there are research and development credits and many other tax business concessions, combined with the shifting of revenue offshore to tax havens Mm -hmm. and the ongoing restructuring of operations following the 2008 global
0: financial crash. I mean, if you've got these fancy-down accountants and lawyers, etc., whole teams of them, depending Mm. on how big Mm. the company was, you can organise, you can find loopholes, you can find ways around actually paying your tax. Well,
1: you can get your tax accessible in a country where there's virtually Mm. no corporate tax at all. Um, CSL, which was formerly the government-owned Commonwealth Syrian Laboratories, Mm. which was privatised by the Keating Labour government in 1994, it now pays no tax at all. It has revenues of $2.1 billion, but it claimed that much of this went into overseas profits already taxed. Now this is this is sort of bore, not boring on it's quite obscene. Rupert Murdoch's News Australia had a turnover of 3.9 billion in Australian operations but he produced only 97 million in declared net income. So down from 3.9 billion they actually earned but they're saying oh no we only earned really 97 billion. Do
0: you think it's fair to call So this that would on? only paid
1: and remember mm. that its turnover is 3.9 billion. Mm. It paid 4.2 billion dollars in tax. Now, mm. what's that as a percentage? Yeah. The news core. Just the news core. What is that? as a percentage? So you need to give me the figures
0: again. Well, I
1: can't. Uh, you have to work out a percentage oh, okay. yourself. Their turnover is 3.9 billion. Yep. They're paying tax of 4.2 million, million. Not billion.
0: Well, that's a thousandth. Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah thousands. A
1: thousandth. A thousandth.
0: Well, that's what they're paying. Just tax. under 1000 That's right. 0.1% no. so yeah. they're paying tax. Well, not, yeah, less than 1%. It's just over 0.1%. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's
1: 0.1%. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. There's other evidence that transnational revenue shifting
0: goes further. But the thing, and no, i saw sorry, because mm, I was just okay. going to interrupt. I was just going to say there. the thing is that technically, because they have all these fancy down accountants and laws, they are doing this legally. Oh, yes, yes, you know? yes. I mean, In fact, that was organised legal- crime. Well, of course You'd it say. Is. I mean, any fair and reasonable person yes. would say it's organised crime. But they managed to work it out that it's actually being done legally.
1: That's right. That's right. And it, it was interesting to see the assistant treasurer's response uh, to you know, what is a shame, shameful and disgusting at the same time that they want to, they're taking away medical material from people who've got mm. uh, you know, scans and what have you, and they're going to cost ordinary people money. So ordinary people are being attacked. Every which Slash
0: one, our penalty which, you know,
1: deny the, you know, <laughs> starve their schools of funding, mm. um, make them pay for medical procedures that they absolutely need, while at the same time,
0: there's this is tax
1: avoidance.
0: The great difference, I think, between the capitalists and the workers is that they make all their money, and then at the end of the year, it's like, okay, now we'll cough up a little bit in tax, yeah, maybe, yeah, perhaps. yeah, perhaps. But with the workers. Before we even see our money. That's right, it's exactly. Well,
1: it's up to them, how much, we're the capitalists, it's up to them how much yeah. they decide to pay. Well, we workers, well, those who, who have jobs, they're not given a choice. They're, will no. I pay this tax? No, I don't think I will. <laughs> Which is what the capitalists no, say. that would th-
0: be correctly viewed as being crime, but it's well, petty crime. That's right. And the, the Assistant
1: Secretary more or, less said, oh, more or less said, oh, look, it's okay, it's, it's legal, it's legal, as if that's the issue. As if that's the issue. Um, The Australian Institute reported in the year to September 2014, Apple paid Australian tax of $80 million on revenues of $5.86 billion. The Australian Financial Review estimated that Apple shifted $8.9 billion in untaxed profit to a tax haven in Ireland. Over a t- uh, 10 year period.
0: Yeah, so I think the islands, you know, there's a Celtic Tiger, the Celtic Tiger was built on them. Um you know, companies coming into Ireland and paying virtually no tax.
1: But the, the Irish economy yeah. is collapsing
0: regardless yeah, of this. Uh, some people are saying it's now recovering, going, you know, back. But I think it was a very false economy in doing this. Well, of course. Because you know? I think it was these big companies, mainly American and German companies that are going into Ireland. It's when they find it more profitable to go elsewhere, they will. Oh, of course. Off they go. Of course. It's great. If Iceland the opposite one, won't be Iceland say them. No, won't be because act, they've actually got some good they have actually put bankers in yeah. jail where they belong.
1: Um, the financial newspaper also estimated that in November 2014 that transnational IKEA paid only $31 million in Australian tax from a profit of a billion dollars mm. over 11 years. The, reminder was, the remainder was disguised as a cost to the Australian operator and based on payments to related companies in Luxembourg. As you point out, there's any number of dodges. Yes. But they get, they get, they've got the the benefit of being able to decide, how will we evade tax this year? They're fluid. They're, They're international. Fluid. They're fluid. Um, and also that the government accepts what they say. I mean, they um, don't... As clearly, most of these figures, on even on this tax reform, is based on figures supplied by the companies themselves. Now, do you seriously suggest these companies are going to tell the truth? When it comes to that, I don't think they will. And at the all. thing
0: is if these companies are challenged by a half decent government, then you know, the mining lobby or the car companies mm-hmm. or the media like more yeah, yeah, people yeah. Like that. Who never say, speak up against this? Right, all right, you're going to attack us. We'll make you suffer, and they have. Well, and that's have. right. And like also, went out because of that. And
1: also News Limited, who mm. supplies what seventy percent of the news in this they country, can make they're a, a, a major government. tax avoider themselves. Mm. So they, you can hardly expect them to start uh, you know, harrowing in on the go- uh, you know, on the government, saying, "Why aren't you forcing the wealthy to pay mm. their
0: fair share of tax?" Oh no, on the on the contrary, I mean, if 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 if, if any decent. Uh, Politicians were actually, you know, who could get into power were actually to question all of this that we are questioning. Then you, you watch what Murdoch's media would do; It'd be front page. News. Oh yes, yes, uh, that's right. He'd so. be that's be a dangerous yeah. left winger. That's I and mean, like. they simply wouldn't get into power.
1: No, 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 not power. No, no, quite. In fact, the Australian Tax Office has identified sixty billion dollars a year that's leaving Australia for tax havens. I mean, is it beyond the imagination to say to companies, okay? Whatever you earn in Australia, that's what you pay tax on. Mm. You can do all your sending stuff overseas after you paid your tax. You can Mm. send it to Whoop Whoop if you want to, so long as that if you earn a certain amount in Australia, that's what you pay tax on. Now, this would be a totally revolutionary, unacceptable
0: uh, solution uh, to the problem by by Capital, who run the show. Capital runs the show, and the nation-state really is reduced to its place. Well, that's right. To serve, <coughs> to serve international corporations. <clears throat> the
1: uh, uh, the tax uh, the inquiry uh, set up in the uh, in the Senate has been led by Senator Sam Dastiari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he's at least he's at least showed some signs of life. I mm-hmm. mean, he's it's slightly more entertaining to watch than Bill Short, who never mm-hmm. says anything and certainly never said anything to attack the government. But there's no suggestion by Dastyari or anybody else in the political establishment that any measures will be taken to halt this looting, mm. let alone reverse the ever-deepening cut of business taxes in Australia and internationally. Instead, Dastari has proposed just naming and shaming. The worst offenders, only the worst offenders, mm. hoping to convince them to pay their fair share of taxation. Well, it's a start. No. What chance do you Is get...
0: he's, he's public? Can you imagine?
1: It? How do you shame? Mm. How do you shame murder? How do you? I don't how's think it possible more
0: that could be shamed? No, no, of course it? not. And what about his um, impending marriage to Jerry Hall?
1: Oh, she's not doing it for. She's doing it no. because she's genuinely in love with him. Because he's yeah, such, oh, a, God, such yeah.
0: a hot. Hot eighty-year-old
1: <laughs> that all the girls are falling I over. You'd to. Be jealous now, Loretta. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as breath. far as business leaders are concerned, a fair rate of tax
0: is zero, uh, or as <laughs> near as possible to it. Let us get on with doing what we do, which is employing workers, right. build and create a great nation. That's yeah, right. That's, exactly. all the, that's all the really interesting. At a tax summit right, organised
1: no. by the Turnbull government last September, the corporate speakers welcomed the bipartisan agreement. To a 25% rate context, in other words, uh, a reduction from 29 to 25, but insisted that governments must match official tax rates levels elsewhere overseas that are as low as 17%. For example, in Singapore,
0: World's uh, was best practice. I think. Well, that's right. <laughs>
1: Moreover, together with tax reform, the corporate elite is insisting that government spending must be slashed. Not that they pay their tax, mind you. No, no question of that. Rather we should be attacking social services and welfare along with driving down a wage, wage levels and the dismantling of working conditions. Mm. That's their solution to the, to the, the crisis. Responding to the AT, uh, ATO report, the Turnbull government made clear its intention to ensure that the corporate tax evaders continue to be fully protected. Assistant Treasurer O'Dwyer echoed the Business Council of Australia, which represents Australia's major company, stating mm. badly or baldly, boldly. rather, <laughs> just because the corporations doesn't pay tax doesn't mean that they're avoiding tax.
0: Well, baldly and badly.
1: Well, just because they don't pay tax doesn't mean they're avoiding... Ha- I mean, if you think about that statement... It's ridiculous. Despite the rhetoric of Dastiari, this has been the bipartisan policy of successive Labour and coalition governments as they have imposed the requirements of finance capital amid the glo- sweeping globalisation of production which has made it possible for conglomerates to constantly shift their operations internationally, always at the expense of you and I. Yes,
0: indeed. So, um, yeah, well said. Uh, I was just going to speak a little bit about an incident which took place this week, and uh, this could have been a huge diplomatic crisis in another time, another place, but it's actually passed by fairly, uh, fairly quietly. Two weeks ago, Iran was in the news when protests broke out there over the Saudi execution of Nimra al Nimra, the Shiite cleric. 46 other, mainly Shiites, were also killed, but we didn't care too much about that. But this week, Saudi Arabia's great ally, the United States, has also been provoking Iran. The Iranians impounded two US Navy high speed boats and their 10 man crew. Which were found nearly two kilometers inside Iranian territorial waters. U.S. officials have admitted that the American ships had violated Iranian sovereignty, but claimed, get this, this was due to both of them suffering mechanical failure. <laughs> both of them? Oh, I believe. Okay. Oh, I believe them. Pretty rubbish ships. The yeah, yeah. Americans are putting out here. This seems highly unlikely that both of them are suffering mechanical failure at the very same time. This incident con- uh, contrasts with an incident which took place late last year when Turkey shot down a Russian jet which had strayed into Turkish airspace. Now, it's far easier for a fast-moving jet to stray in the sky than it is for ships to stray in the water. But the Obama administration had no trouble pointing the finger of blame at the Russians for the previous incident. This time, at least the Iranians haven't killed anyone, although it would appear obvious, I would say, mm. that the US sailors were on a spying mission. Oh, God, you reckon? <laughs> I reckon just, you know.
1: <laughs> with, all modern, with all the modern technology on, on boats, yeah. mechanical failure, give yeah. us a break. Well, it's it not a lawnmower th-
0: breaking down. <laughs> yeah. they were, the the sailors slash spies were picked up near to the site of an Iranian naval base. Now, the New York Times... Not that states, they knew that,
1: of course. Not that I yeah, knew that. that. No.
0: The New York Times, yes, this is not Pravda, stated, these waters where the boats were sailing are a frequent location for intelligence collection by the United States, Iran, and many Gulf states. Uh, now, the Iranians are now saying that they accept that the US sailors were in the area by mistake. Uh, no doubt, at this present time in history, it is in the interest of both countries' administrations to ensure that the upcoming treaty on nuclear weapons goes ahead. The US and Iranian governments uh, you know, are happy about this. There are people that are unhappy about this, and I think this is the real question of why these boats have gotten into these waters. Mm-hmm. There are people that would love to see a huge diplomatic incident between the US and Iran, mm-hmm people such as the Israeli and Saudi Arabian government, oh, yes, and no people on the right wing of American politics. Russian. Right. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, the Republicans yes. especially, and some of these just unbelievable, ridiculous people that are up for uh, the US presidential uh, election for the Republicans. This being a, a presidential uh, year, election year, the story has been used by these Republicans to accuse the Obama administration of, get this... Being soft on Iran, you know. Mm. The old refrain of soft in communism we remember from the Cold War there has been replaced now by one of being soft on terrorism. This goes along with this. The ridiculous charge of American appeasement flies in the face of the fact that the US is around the world an aggressive imperialist power. And they have been aggressive in this case too. Whereas the Iranians, if you had a look at the pictures, the Iranians are actually accepting the whole American line on this. They're, they're, they're put, having these guys, they're filming them there, they're on rugs, they're eating lovely meals, they'll look very happy, very well fed, mm. and they're sending them back. Right. There doesn't even seem to be any interrogation of these guys. Right, they're going right. to be sent back. Maybe a few questions, but the the Iranians are actually bending over backwards because they want the deal to go through. Of course. (laughs) Republican presidential hopefuls, as I say, have been lining up to make macho statements. They're all tough guys, these are. Like, for instance, Jeb Bush. He said, if our sailors aren't coming home yet, they need to be now. No more bargaining. Obama's humiliatingly weak Iran policy is exposed yet again.
1: Well, but, but this man's clinically yeah. mad, isn't he? Yeah, we
0: got kind of, He's one of the more intelligent ones on the road. Yeah, globe. that's I'm right. That's right. Try Carson. Else. Have you
1: seen that? Mm. I have, yeah. i
0: checked <laughs> Carson out, yeah. He, he seems to be a little bit confused about even being there. He doesn't seem to me... Uh, he's confused he's about everything. Yeah. Thinking, he thinks thought the the
1: pyramids, which were built mm. approximately 3000 BC, mm. were built by Christians to
0: store grain. Well, I mean, they not have their own calendar, <laughs> so... Uh... We're sure that they—they you know the predate Christianity. Oh, well, by They're two sure. two thousand years. Yes. But- those
1: are historical
0: <laughs> uh, quibbles. But Carson, to me, I mean, I only sort of looked at him briefly, just for about ten fifteen minutes. It doesn't seem like he's a bad guy. He just seems just, that he doesn't know what he's talking. Oh, he's terminally stupid. Yeah, you no, know, that appears to stupid. be the problem. Mm. The Iranians have actually have taken the U.S. spies captive for for the time being. They may even be released mm. yet, but they're, they're preparing to release them yet Jeb. Bush thinks that that's not good enough. Jeb Bush thinks that the Iranians have somehow done something wrong. Iranians have done nothing wrong. No, the no. Iranians don't want to upset the apple cart. The fellow Republican candidate Ted Cruz also referred to the latest manifestation of the weakness of Barack Obama. We see this uh, nearly every American presidential Well, what else can they election. say? I mean,
1: he's essentially carrying a. The, the, both parties are carrying out essentially the same policy. So, it's a little bit so different
0: the, policy towards Iran. I think that the, the Republicans, at least speaking, I don't know what the actual policy is. I think they would probably want to rip up the, uh, the treaty. I don't think they would even sign the treaty, would they? Because the Israelis don't like it.
1: Uh, no, you? no, no, but I, I think real politics would, I think they would probably do it. They were still sign so the agreement,
0: yes. Go along with the but of
1: course, they're always going to say that Obama's selling silly, because yeah. that's their line. I mean, that's he, the line. He's not even American. He's a Muslim mm. born in some
0: foreign country, apparently, according to some of these... Uh, Ratings. Oh, well, that's the, that was Trump that uh, drove mm. that through. He's a bit caught well, on that one. That. I mean, if you go back to 1960, I mean, you know, Kennedy and Nixon will each accuse each other of being soft on communism, <laughs> yes, and soft on the enemy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Reagan and Carter, Reagan certainly had that line. And Reagan, remember Reagan, when the hostages were being held under the uh, 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 Carter um, mm. administration in Iran? And Reagan, the Republican, did a little deal with the Iranians. If he got into power they would be released. Right, right. So the Iranians know about this. The Iranians are conscious of the cha- how, how things can change yes, in U.S. Yes. politics, you know. So, but, but but as you say, I think an awful lot of this from the Republicans is just bluster. It's just tough guy talk. Well, of course it is, of you know, course you know, it Clint is. Clint Eastwood, John Wayne kind of. Well, that's right, that's right. We'll <laughs> send them all we've <laughs> got, John Wayne <laughs> and Randolph <Saudi> Scott. Origins, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, many of these critics have been... A, uh, have long opposed Obama's reaching an agreement with Iran last year on nuclear weapons, so maybe disagree slightly on that. In doing so, they're reflecting a belligerent pro-Israeli stance. Tom Cotton, love that name, he comes from Arkansas, and he claimed that Iran's hostile action was exactly what I and many others predicted. The nuclear deal has emboldened Iran's aggression. Well, I'd love to know what the Iranian aggression has been. You know, I mean, taking capt of some sailors slash spies well, it, who are it, in there. It's problem. A, it's crime is that it's obstructing
1: American designs for the region. All mm. oh, right, then. Which should be punished. Which <laughs> by, which should be punished yeah, by yeah. death at yes. least.
0: <laughs> it's ridiculous, you know. Iranian aggression and, and, and he's predicted this uh, hostile action. The thing is, Iraq's, Iraq uh, Iran hasn't been the slightest bit aggressive, despite being provoked falsely by Saudi Arabia and now the U.S. Uh, The response has been fairly gentle. Now, I'm not saying this in any way to praise the Tehran government, but it just seems to be a simple fact. It does seem that the two sides of the US establishment politics are in, I believe, a disagreement on how best to deal with Iran's Islamist government at this present time. Mm -hmm. Both sides clearly support Israel and Saudi Arabia in the best interest of American power in the Middle East. Uh, as I see it, the, the Democrats believe the Iranians can be coerced into serving U.S. interests, especially with at, um, at the Syrian right. state of affairs, the war there. I believe the Democrats think that they can be coerced into to working uh, with them on this, while the Republicans side, at least what they're saying... What they're saying can be very different from what they really believe and how they would actually act, but what they're saying, they believe the Iranians should be confronted, threatened, and or bullied, in a similar way to Iraq and Syria. The regional powers of Israel, Saudi Arabia, and Iran have been involved in proxy war with each other for quite some time. Behind them, world powers like the US, the European Union, and Russia also have their strategic economic and territorial interests, which each... Will do their best to uphold. The Middle East is just becoming more and more this uh, big battleground. Yes, yes. And, okay. and it's, it's it's a very big area, and it seems that like everyone's been drawn in. Well, yes, but it started.
1: It started, of course, with the American desire to guarantee oil their dominance of the 21st century mm-hmm. by dominating the oil regions of the world, principally the Middle East. Mm-hmm. The other little thing, which probably belongs earlier, my earlier thing was. Uh, Australia Post, I mean, uh, Australia Post, which has been government-owned for 200
0: years... Grateful service these days. Well, it
1: is. It's announced a loss of 900 jobs as part of a, a cutback programme. This, they say, oh, just because the number of letters being sent is declined. But we should note that the CEO, Ahmed Faf- Fafour, his salary packet is worth $4.8 million per year. $4.8 million of this he donated $2 to the Islamic Museum of Australia. Now, I don't care what he does with the money, but if you can afford to give $2 million out of your pay, there's something awfully wrong with the size of the pay packet. It's a very generous giving, though, but I've never
0: heard of the Islamic Museum of Australia.
1: Well, you will, I suppose. uh, But, of course, it's tax deductible. Hmm. It's tax deductible. And we should note that the top ten executives in Australia... Earn about twenty million dollars each year, and this is the point when, of course, penalty rates are a major problem for capitalism and for all of us. You know, how can the economy progress with penalty rates? But it's okay to have CEOs being paid twenty million dollars.
0: Well, I mean, if it well, uh, two million. Was it four, four, sorry four, just over four million per year? He was getting paid. Um, I think it's just over four. Four point eight. Year, four point eight million. Well, I mean, uh, the, the way I see it, I think. The company will look and think, if if they can provide them 4.8 million plus profit, like, for instance, if there's it, a little fellow, Ed uh, Joyce at Qantas, mm-hmm. if they can slash jobs, do whatever they want yeah, yeah. to do, and they can provide them with X amount of profit, they'll pay them just under that to do so. You know, these guys are put in there to do a, a job of... Yeah, but they get paid whether it's successful or not, and they get paid whether
1: the company's well, making a, loss, a profit yeah. or not. That's a loss for the company. I mean, it, think about it. Top public servants in Australia have salaries between six hundred sixty-five thousand mm. and eight hundred forty-four thousand. Okay, which is to most people a bizarre fortune, an yeah. absolute fortune. So that why does the bloke in charge of the post office get four point eight million? Even the prime minister, mongrel that he is. He only earns 507,000. pittance. A pittance of 507,000. But surely a year. it's
0: because the guy at the head of the post office is, is, you know, they're expecting him to slash and burn to increase profits. Well, what
1: do you expecting the government to do? Attack Medicare, yeah. reduce pensions and all the rest of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Why aren't they getting the same money? Well, I sound like I think they should, but I don't. Remember that the head of the US Postal Service, which has 19 times more staff, and eleven times more revenue in Australia he receives five hundred and fifty thousand, so in other words, the American head of the post office mm. he gets five hundred and fifty thousand, although the service over there is nineteen times larger. Yeah. Our bloke gets four point eight million I mean this is. Yeah. <coughs> And they say the problem is with the working class and their uh, penalty
0: rates. I can remember a time when Sally Ann Atkinson, this has gone back a few years, was the mayor of Brisbane. And apparently she was getting more at that time than the British Prime Minister, Margaret Thatcher. Right. And uh, some st- Australian, uh, the state, state premier in Queensland, I think her name is Palachar. Yeah, 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 apparently she gets more than a banner or something like that. Really? But, you know, like so some of them do get an awful lot of perks. You know, Banner gets his fancy cars and his houses. and all well, that. Well,
1: what things. makes think Australian politicians don't get that? Gold yeah. passes, mm. uh, Commonwealth cars in many cases, when they've retired, mm. after they've left and they're on to their next career, or like Joe Hockey, Joe Hockey. still drawing his parliamentary Pension at the same time he's getting paid a fortune to be the American
0: ambassador. Wasn't Joe Hawkey going to take on the tax cheats? Mm. Oh, yes, well, yes, only the, only the poor ones. Only you know, the, the, the poor ones.
1: You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.